clearly outnumbered. The party doubles back to the bar door in the workshop, where voices plead for succor and salvation. Could these be the souls for whom they are seeking? Or is this yet another damnable gateway to despair and suffering? Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and I've got five wonderful gentlemen here to play Pathfinder on episode 25 of our podcast. Did you have a stroke? That was nice. <laughs> that 15 seconds of silence really brings me closer to you guys because I just watch your faces. <laughs> well, it wasn't really complete that silence because I could like I could just hear like Todd salivating on his mic just barely. <laughs> What a way to honor January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary. I hope you all left out uh, a Big Mac and a rubber vagina for Trump. <laughs> oh, and he came God. to deliver your presence. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you think he'd know what that is? No, I, I'm sure he's had a Big Mac. <laughs> he's had many, many Big Macs. I, I, I'm pretty oh, sure, yeah. like, they talk about how Trump eats, like, exclusively McDonald's. Yeah, but that, that did was like, did yeah. he, Didn't he invite, like, the winner of Never the... Never had a coffee uh, in his life. Like, the beer. college bowl championship to the White House. He, he him, did, like, that was incredible. That was It awesome. was, like, all McDonald's. It was, like, yep. a catered McDonald's White yep. House event. Uh, <laughs> good times, Goodness. good times. No comment. Yeah, it's probably going to get cut so we don't have any... Uh, any political banter early on in the episode. So good job, Micah. We've made fun of Hillary Clinton. True. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No hanging fruit. Hey, oh, oof. We're above the two party paradigm. How's everybody doing tonight on this wonderful 25th episode? Excellent. 25, that's a quarter. <laughs> of what is hopefully that is funnier than 24. That's half of a year. <laughs> so that's nice. That's how old I'm going to be in like two weeks. Power. Oh, it's yeah. the 25th oh my god, episode? you're not even 25, Jake? No, I'm 24. Why do I feel like you're older than me? I'm definitely not. <laughs> I know. Why do I feel like you Wait, are? Raymond, Raymond, how old do you how old do you think I am? I know. Well, I know you are mentally much older than me. <laughs> but physically, you are much younger 13. than me. Yeah. 13. Physically, not, you're not um, that much younger than you. Still actually. an embryo. Not too well, I'm I'm 28. How old are you? I'm 23 going on 24. God damn it. I'm 16 going on 17. <laughs> I forget. I after 20 after like 26 I was like I'm in the late 20s. I don't remember how many years. No, it's been. I only remember because my dad and I share the same birthday. So it's just like me plus 30 equal his age. So it's easier for me to keep track. My brother plus 10 is my age. That's hey, the same. mustards in his fridge that are older than most of this cast. Patriot. I have scotch on my wall that is. I like that it's three and three, though. It's three people under the age of 30 and then three people over the age of 120. Yep. So. <laughs> <laughs> and all three of those are me. I'm pretty sure when you said that Todd voted for Taft, right? No, I <laughs> I'm pretty sure Todd ran against Taft. Is what the, that's what it was. <laughs> Look at me. You know I've never ran before in my life. <laughs> it was a holdover from the Stalwarts. Perfect to run against Taft, who also never ran in his life. <laughs> He could roll, though, I've heard. I was yeah. just going to say, it didn't have Get him a steep enough incline. He could Foot probably beat most that. people in 26 I'm miles. pretty sure there's like a rumor he got stuck in a, bu- like a bathtub or something, right? I don't think he got stuck, but there was a specially created bathtub for him. Mm-hmm. He got lifted into it. Nice. 
<laughs> like, with like a cattle sling. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you know that. You got like, like lifted up into the, it. Like watching them feed the raptors in Jurassic Park 1. <laughs> God, what a lack of dignity for the President of the United yeah. States. Right? It's a good thing that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't they're, not, they're no longer hand cranked. They're all battery powered. Oh. Yeah, exactly. It can be automated. Nobody even has to be there. That's true. Like, do you think, do you think Trump, when he was going upstairs, had like one of those old people, like, I don't know, like electric wheelchair things to bring him up? Yeah. No, because he did that dumb shit after he got the COVID thing where he like, you know, got the treatment and like all the best medicine that money could buy and like the government could do. And he walked all the way up the steps and then back to the White House and he was like, fucking showed him. And he stood there and just (laughs) saluted for like three minutes and everyone's like, what's it? Like even the news commentators like, what, what's he doing? Because there was a stock pot going off inside of his skull. <laughs> uh, I got it and I lived thanks we, to this experimental science. <laughs> that was his first stroke. They injected me with irradiated gorilla blood. It's great. Everyone should have it. Didn't we have an actual like banter topic tonight, though? We did. I think we did. I'm pretty sure we were going to talk about uh, the ultimate uh, grocery store litmus test of do you right. put your card away? It's really more of a scale of human decency. Exactly. It really is. Scale of human decency. That's what it is right there. Ray, yeah. I think that you had some insights on this, though. <laughs> Yeah, you said you wanted so, you to add something, and I'm very I curious. Do, I think you're probably about to get you? drummed out of the podcast pretty soon, so let's see what's happening. So here's what I do. So I almost never get a cart. I always get, like, those hand baskets, because I never get many things. Oh, what's that like? Sign of a child right there. <laughs> I don't have children, and I get a cart. What the <laughs> fuck, Ray? But when I, I know uh, my child gets very mad at me. She's like, can I get in that? I'm like, no, it's too small. It's, I have to hold it in my hand. So when I do get a cart... What I do is I park and then when I unload all of my stuff into the car, I look around from my car, from the from the end of my car, I look around at the cl- to where the closest one is and I just sort of yeet it all the way over to where it is. So I sort of sort of stand at my car and I'm like, Hah! and I chuck it and hopefully it makes it into the car thing. I've hit a couple cars. A couple cars I've hit with the cart. <laughs> But most of the time I make it because I'm a pretty good shot. But there's sometimes when I accidentally hit a car in which I get in my car and I drive away very fast. (laughs) How are you a good shot with a shopping cart, which routinely have one wheel that has a lazy eye? (laughs) Why don't you just walk it? (laughs) No, I know. (laughs) I'm sorry, Ray. I'm afraid you're a piece of shit. You're doing parking lot curling. You're in better shape than I've ever been. And you got hit by a car like a couple of months ago. <laughs> Do you know why now, though, Joe? Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, it's karmic retribution, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, now I see why you got hit by the car, at least. Yeah. What goes around? Sarah is, <laughs> is right there, and she just made the most disgusted look I've seen in months when I said <laughs> I, I don't blame her, Ray. I is would say... Ray's story or your comment? <laughs> <laughs> I have about a 90% success rate, okay? I would say percent. You know, Ray, you know, if you had a 90% you're a programmer. rate on heart surgery, they wouldn't let you be a heart surgeon anymore. <laughs> I'm like, what happens to the other 10%? Like, you, you, you hit someone's car? Or you I know just what? Miss, you make the carts totally. every other time. You'd make the carts. You're <laughs> the best cart shooter in the world. But you crash into one car. You break <laughs> one mirror. And they don't call you Raymond the car <laughs> Now you're suing an insurance company? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you psychopath. Lot, most of, okay, to be fair, a lot of the times when there's cars nearby, I don't throw it. And I'll just be like, ah, I'm going to leave it on this little curb here. 
but a couple you, you times I like returns? like you said there's a lazy oh eye there's a lazy eye no so no no I'll either return it or I'll, I'll a lot of the times the people are walking around I'm like hey man here's this is for you this is your job but oh there's been a couple God. times like Joe said oh you'll have a lazy God. eye and I'll throw it I'll throw it I'll chuck it like directly towards it and it hangs a wide right what you're telling me you don't try to put some English on <laughs> no <laughs> I throw it right at it. Like I go straight for this thing. And, and that one wheel. That, that one wheel. Here you go, homeless guy. You were going to take this anyway, right? Good job. Do that this one work wheel. for me, random stranger. That Raymond, one Raymond, wheel. You, can, you can go join stemming the tide for all I yeah. care at this point. <laughs> You're getting paid minimum wage, so uh, go ahead and in the, the, the burning hot Southern California sun. Here you go, I'll hand this to you. You're you're welcome. I didn't, yeah. I didn't throw it but in the car for you. I have not done a lot of time. Like it's a it's a prison sentence in Southern California. <laughs> um, but the time I have been in there, people drive like absolute assholes in those uh, parking lots, and I would not want to be in a parking lot on foot very long either. Like, worse than Texas, and Texas is pretty True. damn bad. I mean, people going through it like 45 miles an hour. <laughs> also, here's a question for you guys. Are, for In your, all almost 99% of all of our parking lots are one way. So... If you like, it's not like there's cars coming both ways when I'm throwing these shopping carts. It's all one way. So there's one time I'm like, hold on. I got to stop my throat. This car's going. I'm like, hold on. And I chuck the car. <laughs> I just chuck it. I'm just imagining you like getting down on like one knee and just pushing it. Test the wind. You do break it. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's it's clap after I throw it. No, I, like I said, 90% of the time I make it and people are impressed. I've got it down <laughs> to science, but like Joe said, there's that lazy, <laughs> there's that lazy wheel and I'll go and I'll go straight, like throwing a dart. I throw it straight. And for some reason, the wind just, just off to the right. All right. And it just slams into a car. And I'm like, well, my time here is concluded. It's time oh, to leave. Oh, I can just see you like, like sit at the one way and you, you actually stop poor Gertrude in her in her Chrysler Pacifica, just like wait, just a second, just a second, and then you just heave over across the parking lot, and she's watching it, and in her mind, it's in slow motion because she's old, and she just watches. She's like, "Look at that beautiful bastard!" <laughs> slowly sails across, and then hits a post, and then into somebody's car, puts like a quarter-sized dent, and you are running like you just shot somebody. He's already gone. <laughs> I get in my car and peel out. I peel out of the parking. <laughs> and then that's why you got hit on your motorcycle. Um, the views expressed in this segment do not represent the views of Roll for Intent as no, a whole. They do not. <laughs> Put your fucking it. shopping Just cart away, it. you degenerate. We are, we are not saying that if you do not replace your, uh, your shopping cart that you deserve to be hit by a car. We are not saying that. <laughs> I'm but saying I'm that. implying it heavily. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that Lady's Mazda, Mazda had a shopping cart sized dent in it. That's all I'm saying. I did notice that when I was laying on the floor. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a pink Cadillac. Oh, it was a pink Cadillac. My apologies. <laughs> yeah, for the story it was. Yeah, for the story. <laughs> I was I was on the floor. I was hit. I don't remember. What do you mean the floor? It's called the road. <laughs> Rain the floor very the true. World. It's okay. <laughs> this is the floor for cars, Jake. Jesus. You know what? Yeah. I'm sorry. You know what? Yeah. I, I will say that I, even in the blistering southeast Texas sun in the middle of summer. Even with that complexion. It, yes, I need SPF Irish. <laughs> I am like the beacons of Gondor without a shirt on. I will walk my cart 
clear across parking lot to a, a cart place. Sometimes I'll take it all the way up to the front. If they don't have cart things, I will not leave a cart just away. Well, bless you, sir. Even here in Michigan, in the brutal January winter, I will still walk the cart all the way back to its proper place. And like in, in, in January, parking lots are slipping hazards. In Southern California, one of the most blessed places climactically in the country, Ray cannot be asked to walk his cart across the parking lot. It, I want you to reflect it sounds on like this I moment. Just have, it's a, <laughs> and this it sounds like I just have more fun you. than you guys is what it is. <laughs> I have way more fun. My opinion of you is being shifted. Like if this was a telltale game, it would be like the podcast remembers this. <laughs> just remember my 90 percent success rate okay you, you you had a karmic decision to make at the end of the day the person who collects the carts doesn't know whether i ch- I, I chucked it in there or whether i walked it back i think they can tell by whether or not it's in there or yeah, I'm less worried about them. are we getting into a debate on like intentionalism them. versus consequentialism yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> we're never that deep i think you know that i gotta i gotta, I gotta go back to like my 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 Solus vignette. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, to send all of your hatred for Raymond not walking his cart back like a normal human being to mailbox mail at mail it personally and respond with a video of me chucking a cart into <laughs> a spot. We will read the first hate mail to Raymond on air. Mm-hmm. Yes, that we, we get will. from mail, you just, mail room you at just got Can we have can we have David Attenborough read it? <laughs> Absolutely. Can we, can we like get him on cameo or something? We got him. He's not doing a whole lot right now. Or you can just come to our Discord and scream yeah. directly. Yeah, come to our Discord. Yeah, I, yeah call uh, Raymond yeah. a filthy degenerate. I will get on a voice channel with you and explain my point. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never change me. I'm flawed forever. Hans, are we the baddies? Yeah, I'm not what I'm doing is right, but it is fun. <laughs> I will give you my address and you can come fight me in hand-to-hand combat. I do not mind. Raymond's a master in Krav Maga. <laughs> I am a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. I will say that. Oh, the things we learn. That's for real. That's not a lie. That is actual. That's factual. Huh. I once uh, ate uh, two hot and ready's in one sitting. That's way better than anything what I What the ever fuck? Are, uh, yeah, God. I'm way more impressed by that. You <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hot and ready's are the most chaotic Why? pizzas to exist. They're either kind of decent or the most disgusting grease pits imaginable. I never said I enjoyed it. <laughs> I just said it got done. Yeah. Hey, man, if you can buy pizza for five dollars and fifty five cents, because they're not $5 anymore. Hot and ready's Little Caesars are not $5 anymore. Yeah, they ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we should put a sticker on all the little how or, uh, or uh, Little Caesars just to be like, I did that. <laughs> little pointing by <laughs> All right. It's ruining our economy. You know who else has good pizza? <laughs> Papa Belcora's got good pizza. Hey there, podcast listeners. It's your GM, Trevor, here. It's been a bit since I did one of these, but I figured with 2023 coming to a close, it's probably time. Whether you've been here since day one, you binged our whole collection in a week, or if this is your first time you've downloaded an episode, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, it's been a while since I've asked y'all for anything, but it being Christmas and all, we do have one thing you could do for us that would mean the world. Take two minutes and jump into your podcast app of choice and leave us a review. Stars are fine. Words are amazing. That is the number one way for us to reach more people. If only 5% of you dropped a review on iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever, we would reach so many more people. 
If you haven't done so yet, drop on by the Discord, wolferintent.com slash Discord. Now, let's get back to the show. That was awful. I'm sorry. <laughs> just the worst. Chris, no, that's, that you? Oh, that's that actually a cold forge in this room that you're in is actually a cold pizza oven. It's canon now. I hate you. Mama Mia. That's a spicy meatball. But we're going to head back into the gauntlet. Uh, last week, you made quick work of a quintet of Morlock scavengers. It was a pretty rad, like, run down the hallway and stab a fleeing enemy in the back, Mr. Policeman Solus. <laughs> Oh my god. To be fair, he did sprinkle crack on him beforehand and then he said stop resisting. Oh my god. Hey man. Hey man, he felt threatened. Why did you He has a right to stand his ground? I fear for my life. All paladins are bad. Hey Pab, all paladins are bastards. (laughs) And I helped. (laughs) He was just stabbing this Morlock and screaming, repent! He wouldn't have run if he wasn't guilty. You finish that up, you made your way back to the room in which you fought the two Morlock engineers and there were timbers leaned up against an outward opening wall. Um, Tovin threatened to draw a picture of his genitalia and slide it under the door and it must have roused the people inside because they're like, who's there? I didn't say arouse. They were scared (laughs) for their sanity. Also acceptable. Yeah, can I take this opportunity to point out what just a shit team of engineers those Morlocks are? And I'm glad they're fucking dead because (laughs) you don't do that to keep a door shut, right? If I'm trying to shut a door in my house and it's not shutting correctly, I don't prop up two four by eights against it. And they're trying to reverse engineer ballistas. Idiots. (laughs) Know what else they did? They didn't take their cart back to the cart corral either. But did they chuck it, though? Well, that's just further damnation. You know what, Ray? I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm not. I don't care if they chucked it. I want them dead. <laughs> just to get a message across. <laughs> so <laughs> we murder. We murder them. We ended last week with somebody on the outside or on the inside. You need to feed us. We haven't been fed today. One of us is in a bad way. What are you going to do to us? Oh, yeah, there's multiple. What do you do? I, I'd like to identify these people. Like, at least ask them who they are. Like, who, who is that? Who's behind that door? Oh, my God. Pe- people are... Who are uh, I'm sorry. My name is Goro Vettos. We were put in here three, four days ago. Uh, do I recognize that name? Uh, I'm not sure. Do you? I don't know. I've lived in town. Do I... Wasn't that the store guy? Goral Vetters? No, that's Heilbrook we're looking for. I've never heard of this person related, myself. Related to Eddie Vetter? But Yosef might know these people from living in town if they're locals. Yosef, you have no idea who Goral Vetters is. I just rolled a society for you, buddy. I have no idea who the fuck this is. I'm Goral Vetters. I've got a, a shed under here. And, um... And the guy... And, 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 and Heilbrook is in here as well. <laughs> He's oh, Kyle Brook. He's he's doing bad though. He's he's in a bad way. I, I, yes, he's not he's not made a noise this morning. Please help us. Can you can you get us out? Oh shit, Tovin, Heilbrook is who I'm looking for. Would you be able to provide for a state? Um, I I could absolutely do that, and I could also provide food if needed. But um, indeed, and I've seen Evil Dead too, and I know how this ends. All right, William, I'd like to open the door. 
Well, I've moved the rubble. If you would, please, can you have your weapon at the ready? Yes. In the off chance that this is some sort of uh, sinister imposter. Yes, let me open this do, and do take a really look. Do you really think they could be something like that? I, they, they don't seem capable of treachery in their state. I have no idea. They might be and they don't seem capable because us. all we've heard them do is talk. It's hard to say what's on the other side of that. Everybody I'm going to pull out Halandra. Mm. I'm going to... I'm going to remind you guys about that time that I recharged my moonbeam between sessions. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah. Oh, I totally <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was when it was going... Dur, 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 dur. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my spike chain, and I'm going to open this door and look inside. Doink! Um, it is pitch black in there, but you guys all have dark vision. Yeah, I can see. Um, it looks like this used to be uh, storerooms, but all the shelves are empty. I mean, it looks like there's some like straw on the ground that are made into hasty beds and it smells foul in here like like shit and death it's awful and you can see assuming the the person that you were speaking to a uh, girl is right next to the door there's somebody that's mm-hmm. leaning laying on another bed a little bit farther in and he's kind of quietly groaning there is a third uh, motionless person on a pallet in the back and you recognize that as Heilbrook are they humans Oh, yeah, they're all humans. Can I do a medicine check on this whole group to see if they've got any sort of uh, <clears throat> diseases that we might want to, you know, keep quarantined? Oh, yeah, go ahead and roll it. Do they have their own? All right, will do. I rolled a 20. All right, so um, Goral, the guy nearest you, he's a bit banged up and he's hungry, but he seems not really injured or hurt or, you know, in a bad way. Uh, Shad. I'll I'll say this. The second one that's laying and, and you know, rocking back and forth and kind of moaning. Uh he's sick with something. Um he looks like he'll probably pull through, but it's it's probably um some sort of stomach virus from whatever. Stomach upset they were feeding him. He's got like a dysentery or some something like that. But the third person is dead. Body's still warm too. Oh, no. Oh, Tobin's going to reach into his uh, into his pouch and he's going to pull out a couple of, of rations of hardtack and, and some sort of cured meats and, and hand them off to the, the two living ones and then rush to, <laughs> rush to the corpse in the back with a needle and thread. And then look over and show like, anyone want to get in on this? Oh, God. Get in on what? What are you doing? Yeah, you're going to eat Wait, him? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, Does anyone have a torch? These people have no idea what we look like. Is, yes, yes, it's... First, check if he's alive, Tovin. Is he alive? Oh, he's, he's very much not alive. He's he's been gone for. <sighs> I don't know. Assuming he's still, well, yeah. If he's still warm, he's still warm. It is literally minutes. Minutes. Yeah. Then, in that case, I really must insist that you preserve this one's dignity. Okay, I saw his eyelids shut. Gotcha. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you don't want those. You don't want those deathly peepers staring at the world. That's a that's a curse in itself. What if you just just tried <laughs> can we do whatever cpr is and the fake fantasy middle ages no he's gone yeah he's he's gone he's unless you got something that would revive <sighs> specifically you know bonk him yeah a uh, second level cleric do you have uh, like breath of life or something? exactly right <laughs> presuming he died in the last round yeah, totally do totally do actually i got I, that's prepared Sorry, it's wow, been two crazy. rounds at least, so... <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fuck. Well, gross. Uh, well, I guess I'll chill touch him then. No. If, yeah, to preserve him like a like a fridge. You just chill touch the corpse. <laughs> it works like gentle repose. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just way worse. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. 
Yosef is going to get uh, quiet, but angry and upset. You know, it feels like if we would have just checked this door earlier, maybe we would have found him before he passed. Because we spent so much time fucking around earlier in all these other places. A whole day, in fact. Yeah. But we also assume that the door, you don't barricade a door against prisoners. You, sure. bar- you, you close the door and shut the door with a drop bar against prisoners. You know, it's okay, Yosef. I tried to get there from the other side and it didn't connect. Okay, though. Yeah, fuck. I have to tell you, it's just modern. It's not entirely our fault, is what I'm saying. Mm, no, but she asked me to find Heilbrook and, well, I found him. Um, yeah, mission accomplished at that point. Well, you're not the only one that was looking for Heilbrook. But what is the point to all of this if we cannot rescue the captives? Well, we there have others three of may... the four. There's two, yeah, there's still two two or three or three or four. And Solus, I don't mean to be incredibly rude, but the person you're looking for is most likely a corpse. We don't know that yet. It's been like six weeks. Harold could still be out there. Somewhere. You're right. Fighting you're right. for his life. It's just... Ah, disappointing. To say the very least. Well... William? Do you want to help me grab him? Of course. I actually forget. At what point in the day are we? Because it's, it's been morning. so long. It's morning. You guys... Okay. Did your morning stuff y'all ate and, and came over here pretty much immediately in the morning? I'd say it's probably like 11, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. He's at the back of the room, correct? Because I, I know yeah. Tobin said he ran to the back of the room. Okay. Yep. Um, also, Heilbrook was the, the shopkeeper, right? No. Heilbrook mm, was no. the person that lost the pasty cooking competition and led uh, these other three souls to the gauntlet. I see. Hey, man, you got two of four of them. Good job. Good job. Does anyone have a lantern or a torch or something? The... It's dark in here. No, I don't carry it. Not that it bothers me, but we're dealing with humans I, I do have a torch, yes. Oh, I was going to say, I also have a torch and some flint steel. Would you be so kind as to light it so that these gentlemen aren't fumbling around in the dark being touched by alien creatures and they have no idea what they look like? They've had enough of that. Yeah. I guess it's only fair. Farewell, Tovin. All right, I will sacrifice one of my torches. Thank you, Tovin. He'll be getting an invoice later. I... You owe you any money. He's not fucking around about those cash acts. I've gotten a bunch of them. <laughs> and I I hope we are of one mind and all agree that we must return these two to uh, back to Otari immediately. Indeed. If it's yes. not a piece of in- art installation, then I'm perfectly all right and have zero objections to preserving its dignity. Well, you, you strike up the torch with your flint and steel and the bright light, you know, they cover their face. They've been in this darkness since they got here. It's been about four days at this point, right? in complete darkness ever since they were brought down here and you see that um, Goral looks you know pale there's like some dirty water in the center of the room like in a puddle dripping from the ceiling that they presumably been drinking from and uh, he looks rough but he'll survive you'll see that Shad uh, the other gentleman has been laying in a pool of his own filth so he definitely has some sort of dysentery deal going on right He's he's not doing well with any sort of first aid, he'll probably pull through. And uh, the last, Heilbrook in the back, he seems to have had the exact same issue that Shad did, but he did not survive. Did him in a little bit quicker. Damn. Dreadful. But it's just a dingy, dirty former storeroom. You give them the, the torches and 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is how how do we get out? I think I can make it back to town if you could just get me out of this accursed place. Somebody's gonna get help, Rook. Though we can't leave him here. Gentlemen, what do you say to us escorting them back? Yes, we'll. Okay. They took Kyle. They took Kyle two days ago. What happened to Kyle? Kyle's dead. We we took him back to town. Oh God, he had a child. We already found him and buried him. Oh. Now I have to bury Heilbrook. Let me help you take him out. He was, he was a close friend. I know, I know. I've, I'm not very strong, but it's the least I can do for him. Listen, before we leave, I need to talk to you, because you're the, one of the only ones left alive that's still in talking order. And Yosef is going to grab him by like the scruff right underneath his chin and pull him aside away from everybody else, down to his little beady red eyes, and be like, "Why the fuck?" That Heilbrook steal Yinzi's Martin's boat and drag three of you down here to die. I need to know now. I hear it. And I'm going to kind of cover him and be like, oh, William, let's go ahead and make this, uh, let's, let's wrap him up so that way, you know, we preserve some of his dignity so, to try yeah, to distract yeah, the other yeah, two to, uh, to <laughs> whatever mafia shit's going on. <laughs> he said he said he had a, a sure thing that, that he had a plan that, that we would be rich enough to leave Otari forever. I don't. I don't know. We we believed him. It's Kyle had the new child. I've been trying to leave this shithole forever. So you're going to tell me that he convinced you to go to a old fortress based on almost no information that you can give me at all, except for potentially enough money for you to run away with for the rest of your lives. I mean, I've lived here my whole life. Nothing like this has ever happened. Most we get is mcflits or, or gremlins or goblins, something we could easily handle ourselves. We... We didn't know there was anything else here. So what was it? What was it that was worth so much? You have to know, otherwise you wouldn't have went with him. No, we we were discussing it around the fire when we were taken. So you just followed him all the way out here with nothing. And so the secret dies with him and you don't know why you came out here at all? Yeah, that's not very satisfying, but that's all I know. Can we check Heilbrook's body for maybe a map or a letter or some sort of indication as to what he was looking for down here? And I, can I do the, uh, uh, the what is essentially a sense motive in second edition? Because I don't buy that. Roll a perception. I will roll a perception. I have a plus eight. So uh, a six for a 14. You don't think he's lying, but you think he might not be telling the whole truth. Yosef, uh, after hearing that last bit of information, is going to squint and uh, slap him across the face. Oh! I don't fucking believe you. And if you're going to continue to lie to me, then maybe you'll fess up to Yinzi's mother back in town. Uh, Billiam, uh, wasn't... W- w- yeah, there was a thing that Albrook had that his his uh, person said they needed from his, his body in the event. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Check I, his body. Yeah, I'm checking his body, and I'm trying to do it in a way that seems like not just searching dead people. You find his five wishes? Yeah. I, I sort of hold him up and shake him, see if anything drops out of him. <laughs> like oh, oh, God, his shit is flowing out of his, his pants. <laughs> Christ, Billy is quick, disgusting. Quick, quick, pack it away. This is what you wanted. Kajak, this is what you uh-huh. wanted, right? But, no, but stop, stop. Just swinging him around his head. It's just spraying all over. <laughs> Squeeze him like a cougar. Beating him against the side of the wall. Just get to fall out of him. <laughs> Yosich. <laughs> Always with the poop jokes. 
Listen, apparently none of these other ones know exactly why they risked their lives, stole from our boss, and then decided to come to this haunted derelict keep in the middle of the night four days ago. But they did anyway, I guess on the basis of nothing, which to be frank with the rest of you, I do not fucking believe. So what we're going to do is take Heilbrook's body and give him a proper burial, and we're going to take this one, and he points at him, back to Yinzia's Marin and figure out what exactly this million-dollar plan was that was going to get you out of Otari. And what of the other two? As far as I'm concerned, Heilbrook drug them out there on nothing else, and... Well, what do you mean the other two? I'm talking... I, I, who is the one that I'm talking to? There's Shad and Heilbrook in this uh, one? Yeah, this one's name is Goral. Goral Fetters. Goral, that's right. I don't believe Goral at all. He knows something. But I don't know what he knows. And if he's not going to tell me, then he's going to tell who he stole from. Because since Heilbrook isn't here, you're going to answer for this man's crimes. Understood? He said it was it was a book. It was a book. He said it was a book. That's all I know. It was a book. A book? Well, now we're getting somewhere. That's all I know. He didn't say what it was. He just said it was rare. He said that... He said that there were only a few copies left. It was destroyed, you see, by the owner. That's all I know. That's all I know. The, the the creator ordered the books destroyed, but but there were a few copies. Was he looking for this book, or did he possess this book? He was looking. Yosef is going to think back to when we went to the auxiliary building, and there was those writings that had the book titles, but I didn't, as a player, Jake, the player did not fucking write them down, so I don't remember what they were. Uh, the book titles, what, what, which ones? The ones where we met that little fey creature that made us get the telescope. Yeah, Tangletop. Yeah. Right. Just give me, give me a second. Give me a there second. Was that, there was that torture room downstairs where we met that like weird flesh worm. While you're searching your notes, Billiam, as you are searching through this person, you're searching through this, his, his pockets and stuff the whole time, you find a tiny slip of paper, you know, maybe three by three inches, and on it is scribbled, barely legibly, whispering reeds. Yosef. Yes, yes. Um, what is it? Real quick, I, I just I have a question about Halbrook. Is this, is this, come over here real quick. It's about one of his scars. I want to make sure you're di- identifying the right person. Come here real quick. Uh, okay. And as he comes closer to me, I sort of open the paper and, and, and show Yosef this little paper. Whispering reads. Solace, does that remind you of any of those books, titles that we found? In the basement uh, I, of the auxiliary uh, building? I, I'm, I'm searching my memory, searching the notes I've been taking, but I, I cannot find anything. I cannot remember either. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I remember there were the, the names of some book titles scribbled down on some pieces of paper in the basement, but I don't remember what they were. Damn it. I'll hand Yosef the, the slip of paper and sort of let him handle the book title while I keep searching. Okay. In the meantime, I'd like to approach the other two people that weren't in the... Nightingales? Osprey Club. That's Skyrim, buddy. <laughs> close. Uh, so close. Next, it's going to be Mocking <laughs> Jays. Yeah. Mocking Jays. So next in the Osprey Club. Uh, but I approached the two that weren't in the Osprey Club. And uh, what about you two? How'd you two come to be here? They're, they all were in the Osprey Club. Oh, there's four of them? Well, there, there were yeah. four of them. Three of them came with Heilbrook. Oh, I thought it was two. My bad. You found Kyle, and then there's Heilbrook and these other two are here. Shad and Grovel. <laughs> Meshach and Bendigo. <laughs> Rack Shack and Benny. We knew him in the fire at Burnus. 
All right, never mind then. So, gentlemen, you are here with two sickened, emaciated cut purses, wannabe ruined delvers, and a corpse that shit himself to death. Great, thank you. Um, well, Yosef is going to rack his brain and furiously try to, like, Jimmy Neutron-style brain blast, but it doesn't happen. It doesn't work because this player's bad at taking notes, damn it. So instead, Yosef thinks to himself, if I can't remember and you don't remember, maybe Yintia's Marud knows what Heilbrook was looking Jacob for. Jacob the player has a solid 10 intelligence. Yes, yes. Uh, Yosef, alternatively, we could always just go back to that library and check again. I mean, it was in the basement of that library, and that's where that yes. worm thing stuck onto Tovin's leg and literally killed him. Then we would have to be careful, wouldn't we? No, no, I would like to go back there. I have a score to settle with the old, <laughs> the old jerked lamprey. Before I we do that, we still have to take these ones back. Yes, of course, of course. I don't want to have to carry you guys out of there again. Yes, let's take um, Grovo and Shad and Heilbrook's body. I will leave Heilbrook's body with, uh, or me and Billiam can leave Heilbrook's body with the uh, Temple of the Dawnflower on the hill. Are you sure you want Lanthad to just expedite the corpse themselves? I mean, we could give them directions to the fastest way out right over here to the to the uh, west. No, because I need information about why they were here. And they're in no condition to travel on their own. And that as well. They need to be escorted back into town. There's, there's also a river drink there. Yes, you told them you know as well as we do that it is not as safe as we have been led to believe in these parts. Let's take them back. And if we have, if we're expedient, we'll have more time to come back and do more work before evening falls. Okay? Agreed. All right. Let's go. So we'll grab, we'll grab Heilbrook's body. We'll grab these two dummies. I'm going to... Um, on the way towards the the uh, the the church. Uh, wait, hold on. As you, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Yep. as you leave, um, Zoslerin is cleaning that main hallway with his tongue, and you've got this torch. Oh, and uh, your new buddies see him and flip the hell out. And start running south. We know that guy. Stop, stop, stop. It's a baby, for Christ's sake. It's fine. It's what fine. is that thing? What direction did what they run? What is that in? thing? They they run south from the 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 northernmost door. They run towards um, where you guys came from. They don't get far if you stop them. I know this seems weird, guys. <laughs> can we catch up? You with can them? easily catch up with them. They're they're. I'm not running after them. You're coming back here. (laughs) I feel awful having walked into that that scene where the poor thing is is cleaning this hallway with a tongue and we are currently dragging a corpse that's leaking liquid (laughs) shit, like death shit everywhere. No, Billiam's carrying it over his shoulder. Okay, so it's leaking down Uh, Billiam. Yeah, like toddler vomit. I positioned it so to where it's dropping off the side. Okay. He okay, cuts yeah. you a look. It's ductwork. <laughs> and sees that you're dragging this thing that's dripping all over the floor. And he has this, like, really sorrowful look in his eyes. And he buzzes down and he starts licking the floor up and cleaning it. Zosloran, I'm sorry. Zosloran, I'm so sorry. It, we, it, it's your job anyways, isn't it? <laughs> So, so I swear to God, uh, God's Farasma, if we find your contract, I will burn it and set you free. This is—I—I I know you're a devil, but this is disgusting, <laughs> and I'm so sorry. 
No, that's oh fine. Oh my god. I, Tobin reaches his, into his pocket and where he sees the drips, he he unfolds a couple of silver pieces and tosses them down like that for your troubles. I you can't <laughs> spend money, Tobin. <laughs> On top of the fact that devils are weak to silver. <laughs> <laughs> It just it just burns in his palm, burning his face. You, you act like that wasn't calculated. <laughs> Tobin, Tobin, stop! Oh my god, the jerk! <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Zaslerian. We'll probably be back later. These are friends that were captured by Morlocks, and I apologize. We'll try to be cleaner next time. Bye. He's buzzing and sputtering. <laughs> Shit stain on the floor. <laughs> I'm sorry, Zaz. I'm sincerely sorry. Let's be honest. <laughs> you've cleaned worse. Yeah. And he is part fly, so this just just could be dinner. Oh, God. <laughs> the delicacy. What? They, so, they kind of gather their wits. They see that you're conversing with this thing and calm down a bit. But they're, they're still putting a watchful eye on this bug baby that's licking the walls and floor. Uh, um, no, you can just yeah, ignore him. He, he's the help. It's it says Larian, he's been contractually obligated by Belcora to clean the floors with his tongue for three How hours. How long there. ago did Belcora? That's been five hundred years. He's been licking the floors for five hundred years. Yeah, I know. That's kind of why, even though he is a demon, I feel bad. Sorry, devil. Devil. Excuse me. That's the yes. This is exactly why I feel pity for this horrifying creature. I mean, look at him. Sorry, Zaz. Anyway, he is of no threat to you because we have uh, kicked the shit out of him but decided not to kill him. And therefore, he is our friend now. Additionally, we've come to an agreement. It wasn't just because we kicked the shit out of him. It was mostly because we kicked the shit out of him. I almost ripped his wings off. So technically, this is fair trade. We brought more shit for him to put back inside of him. He, He tried to kill us and then we realized he lives a horrible existence and we felt pity. It was mercy, if nothing else. Anyway, follow us up the stairs. He was a prisoner here just as much as you all were. But for much, much longer. <laughs> anyway, follow us upstairs. We'll get you out of here. Right, so I'm assuming you guys are going to make your way through that that secret door that you popped open. That uh, that Billiam Scooby dude, the door open when you first came down here, leaning on the wall. When they pass, I'm going to pick up the silver pieces and run. <laughs> you guys head up, head out. Much the same. You see Mitflits about, and these guys are kind of freaking out because you guys are not doing anything with the Mitflits. You're completely ignoring them because you have a deal with them, you know. Oh my god, if you guys panic on everything that you see that you can't explain, I'm gonna leave you here. Just go, just walk, follow that one, and stop looking at things. Yes, you don't have to worry about most of the things in this level beyond this point. We have either killed them or made a deal. And you guys make your way out, and uh, you start walking back towards town. Takes a little longer than normal. I'm presuming that you're all heading straight back to town, because you're carrying a body, and you've got two sick or otherwise downtrodden people with you heading back towards the town. So it takes you pushing an hour to get back. Probably about 45 minutes, 50 minutes, something like that. So you make it back to town. What do you do? I'm following Yosef because I know we got to drop this body off. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is I want all of us to go to that bridge on the south side of town on the way towards the... Uh, a Dawnflower Church? Am I saying that correctly, or is it a different deity? That oh, the, it's, it? it's the Dawnflower Library. It's a church to Serenre, a right. chapel to Serenre, but gotcha. multiple deities have shrines in there. Okay. I want to, on our way there, 
passing on that bridge on the south side of town, go to the Crook's Nook directly and find Yinzia's Marin. It's probably approaching like two or three in the afternoon. So yeah, starting to get busy at this eating establishment. I want to walk in in the in the middle of uh, what is essentially the late lunch rush into that back room and uh, ask for her if she's there. What's the name of the dude that sits up front? I forget his name now. We bet it has been a while. Like Philip or something? Phil. 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 Yeah. He's sitting at the bar. He's like, hi, it's Joseph and his boys. Hi, doing yeah, hey, hey, Phil. I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to walk past Phil and then I'm going to look up at the bartender and I'm going to grab his shot glass and slam it twice on the bar and then walk, keep walking into the back. Y- Yosef, would you prefer that we stay out here or would you, would you like us to come with you? Stay out there. I understood. He wants us to stay out here. I, then at that point, I will be buying Billiam that, that drink I've uh, been promising him. Yes, yes, please. Drink, drink. I Gibbs. Um, you head back there and you see the, uh, the replacement line cook that's got the hump. Yeah, <laughs> and he's uh, he's like kind of making a go at trying to get everything, but uh, not only does he have a hump, one of his arms is shorter than the other, so he can't quite reach across the station properly. It's kind of <laughs> sad, <laughs> but he's doing his best. You know that Yin's t- pissed at him, though. Spartan. Right? He's like, uh, <laughs> you can, what's his name? Uh, can't remember. His, I, I can't, can't remember either. His name, but starts with a P, I think. But uh, you make your way back to Yin uh, Yasmarin's uh, office. And she's sitting there as she usually is, looking through, looking through invoices and papers and letters and whatnot. Yosef, I do usually see you unless it's early in the morning or late in the evening. What brings you here around the lunch rush? Well, I have finished your task in a matter of speaking. And he's going to shut the door behind him. Oh, hey, Billy, why don't we step outside with that body? <laughs> I could tie it to the horse post. We tie Billy up to the horse post. Should I tie it to the horse post? <laughs> the, well, the Dawnflower Library is really close to this end of town, so you could like walk like maybe yeah, five minutes and bring it there. You can give the body to, yeah, you can give the body to them, and they'll prepare the body for burial. I got it, and then go just come back. Go, we'll do that. And, go uh, walk to the Dawnflower Library. Yeah. So while that's happening, I'm gonna walk in the back, shut the door, and be like, okay, so. You need to sit down, and we need to talk. I have people here for you. I found Heilbrook. However, oh, he is did. just passed. Oh. He, he died, I'm guessing, just hours ago from an illness. He was locked in below in the second level of the Gauntlet by Morlocks. Mo- Some creepy mushroom creatures. Furthermore, he brought... Shad, Grovel, and Kyle with him. Goral. Kyle. But yes. Goral, sorry. Goral and Kyle and Shad. Shad is alive. Goral is alive. Kyle and Heilbrook are not. According to both of them that are still living, Heilbrook lured them out there on the promise of finding some book evidently that was going to be worth a lot of money enough money to get them out of Otari and the retirement somewhere far away from here for the rest of their lives did they find it? they did not they were looking for something called and Yosef checks his pocket for the paper because I as the player don't remember what it said Whispering Reads Whispering Reads yeah he was looking for a book called The Whispering Reads evidently he did not find it hmm do you know anything about this? 
doesn't ring any bells to me. Can I roll society on that? Uh, that one would be... Or perception, I'm sorry. On 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 her reaction? Sure. I yeah, I want to see... Yeah, I want to see if she's lying to me or not. Um, no, you can't. You don't think she's lying. You think she's being honest. Okay. Regardless, I have sent Heilbrook's body to the Dogflower Library to give be given the proper burial. I have the other two here. They're in rough shape, but they'll survive. So if you wanted to question them yourself, they're here. No, no, Otherwise, I'm going to turn them over to somebody else to be taken care of. I will let of. them return to their families. I will, I will speak to them privately. They, they seem, if what you're telling me is true, they've had quite the ordeal, and I do not want to lengthen their day. Understood. Obviously, it was Heilbrook that was the ringleader of this. He's not around to question. No, he's not. All right, well, I'll let you get back to it. Hold, hold on. And she goes over to the corner of the room. He's like, I, I promised you something. And opens up a lockbox and pulls out a bag and throws a bag to you full of coins. And there are 50 gold pieces in this bag. Ooh. Now dance, Raph. It feels like blood money. <laughs> Adding that to the party loot. <laughs> this is what I promised. Keep an eye out for this book, though. If it was enough to drive him to his death. He wasn't a fool. He was a hothead, but he wasn't a fool. No, I... I uh, intend to speak to Morlement about it on the way back out of town, and we're going to go back and continue searching the lower levels today. So, I just wanted to keep you informed, and since your property was stolen and these are your men, I thought you should have first ability to question them or tend to them as you need, but I will let them know that they're free to go and that you are merciful. So, I will let you get back to work. Dosvidanya. And I will uh, continue to allow you to uh, attend your allies as they go. I assume, Deepa, have you found the shopkeep? No. No, we have not. I do believe I know where your boat is, though. The problem is there seems to be some large, weird creature and frozen fungus in between me and where it currently lies underneath the gauntlet in some muck, mire, wetness underneath. Ah, it's only a boat. Well, if I can get it back to you, I will. No promises. There were multiple boats for what it's worth. I could see many. That's interesting. Very interesting. What was the name of that book you said again? Whispering Reads. I was going to ask Morlebent about it. She jots it down, and she puts it in a lockbox as she pulled the um, coins out of and locks it away. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, and on my way out of the bar, I'll see my compatriots and see Grovel or Gro. I keep forgetting Goral. what his name is. It's strange. Goral. I'm gonna look at Goral and Shad and be like, "You're free to go." She thinks you suffered enough. You know, about six and a half thousand years ago, humans invented writing. <laughs> nice. Uh, so he will walk up to uh, these two and uh, <laughs> say, uh, thankfully for you, she seems to be in the good mood. You go home to your loved ones and thankful that you're alive, unlike some of us. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go bury your friend. Thank you, Yosef. Thank you so much. I had to change voices in there because I forgot I wasn't Yinyas Mara for a second. Yeah. Thank you, Yosef. That was a great Billie Eilish song. 
anytime. Just please stay out of the gauntlets and be careful. It's not worth whatever you're looking for. Now that you've deposited the living, dealt with the dead, what is your next course of action? Um, I will be pouring my third warm milk down uh, William's throat. I, I owed him a drink, and I figured some more will suffice. So he's having nothing but the freshest of milks. Will this get rid, rid of my enfeebled by just getting <laughs> try to, <laughs> William, try to pace yourself. Milk. We are going back to the gauntlet. <laughs> no, no he, just, he just carried a, a corpse out of the gauntlet across uh, the, the fog fan and deposited it here, the first thing that you should possibly do is drink at least one and, or a half to one gallon of warm milk. It is by far the most refreshing thing you could do at that point. Uh, so Yosef will walk back out of the back and send those two on their way and turn to the rest of you and be like, okay, so she doesn't know anything about this book. The only other person I could think to talk to is Morlebent on the north end of town heading back towards the gauntlet unless any of you have other ideas. Um, I would like to talk to Rin at some point, but I don't think... I, I mean, we have a lot of weird things to report, but I'd like some more answers to those things before I go back and talk to her. Seems to be in the evening, I think, of two of yours. Yeah, you have plenty of daylight yet, though. Well... <laughs> I'll just head back there tonight by myself, wrap up some, some loose ends. So, more laments? Yeah. Excellent. So, what was the name of his... What was the name of his shop again? Hey, humans came up with this neat thing 6,000 years ago. Yes, I'm uh, I'm actually uh, consulting my notes that I do have. We just asked Micah. <laughs> I, I don't write down shit like that. Odd stories. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, odd stories. Mm. We go to odd stories. All right, so you head your way up to odd stories. Morlevent is speaking with a customer. I kick in the door. Uh, when you get there. Oh, yes, I believe that if you read this book, you'll find exactly what you need. Uh, it will tell you all the poultices you need to uh, eradicate your hemorrhoids without fail. I need that book. Somebody buy me that book. Thank God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I need to have that book. <laughs> Turns out preparations A through G failed. This one's called Preparation H. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like he, just, he just turns and the book is called Preparation <laughs> H. I need to find. Do you, do you have a recipe for Fryer Tux medicated pads? Fryer Tux. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's witch hazel, but there's got to be something else there. Lost on everybody under 30. Uh, <laughs> that's why him? only three of you are laughing. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Smokey the bear says you shouldn't buy flowers for monks. <laughs> what? Why? Because only you can prevent florist friars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh wow. my god. <laughs> I'm going to go back to poop jokes. <laughs> nope. 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 nope, nope. I'm going to give Kashak a hero yeah. point for that one. Uh, so is that, a, is that a good place to end the episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Joe, you got your first no, one. I had, yeah, I've had some hero points. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. In my eyes. Oh no, I was doing the David Attenborough thing where I earned five in one single sitting. Uh, <laughs> during that TPK. Or, sorry. It's different game. Different game. Different game. <laughs> Um, and uh, he, all right, he gives this to the person and packages up in a, you know, he puts a bow around and gives it to him. Like, yes, it'll make a 
It'll make a wonderful wedding present. This hemorrhoid prevention tome. And uh, off they go. Oh, yes, my friends, the uh, the heroes of the Otari Graveyard. What can I do for you today? Well, I have some questions about potentially ancient literature that you might be able to help us with, right? Ooh, ancient literature, my favorite kind of literature. Well, let's just say that um, I once knew somebody who risked their lives over a, uh, a potentially very valuable piece of literature um, called Whispering Reeds. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Does that ring a bell? Whispering Reeds, Whispering Reeds, Whispering... Do you have any idea what this book is about? And he, you know, as he says that, he shuffles off to a, another book and starts thumbing through it. It looks like an index of some sort. I really don't. It's, it's uh, the only thing I know is the name. That's all I know about it. I, well, if I had to take a guess, it maybe had something to do with necromancy. And he stops reading that book and he closes and he goes to another book and you can see the cover. It says, um... Altavar's Compendium of Rare Literature. And uh, he starts thumbing through that just one. trying to think to himself, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was just... The only reason that I'm thinking that is, one, it's because it's in Belcora's place and she was a necromancer. Two, is because, you know, necessarily magic that deals with the undead isn't necessarily magic that just raises the undead in necromancy. And it is something that you sometimes have to deal with in the Temple of Phrasma, even if it is abhorred. And a lot of Phrasman texts are written on papyrus scrolls, or at least they're really, really old ones. So that's just what it makes him think of. Well, as he um, goes through and he's, he's thumbing through this and he gets to the W's and he's like, he's like oh, whispering reads, whispering reads. It says here that there are only two dozen or so copies of this book left. There's not a lot here. Says that the... They said it was ordered to be destroyed. Creator made, was intending a very large run of these books, but he mysteriously destroyed many of them after the first printing. And he was, he died shortly thereafter, um, some sort of fire. Uh, but this was an exceptionally rare book, and it seems that... Uh, in a fire, you said? Yes, in a fire. He, he died, I believe, in a fight, says here, he died in a fire. Last, last... Uh, Ironic. Uh, sorry, I, forgive me, forgive me for interrupting, keep going. Here, at, um, uh, often there's a rumor of one going for sale, but there many reproductions, many copies of them. In fact, hold on. I, that reminds me, I think I may have one. And uh, he goes and he, um, he goes to another, another stack and instead of like a bound book, it looks like these are like bound pamphlets together. You know, not actually a book, just like the manuscript. Loosely bound together. He starts thumbing through things, thumbing through things, thumbing through things. He finds one and written on it in big block letters. It says some failed transcription, whispering reads, and it looks really, really old. Like, even for this. He's like, I have this. And uh, he thumbs through it real quick. He's like, it doesn't really make any sense. And he hands it to you. And you... Oh, uh, Yosef, let me take a look at this. And it's very thin. It's maybe four or five pages. Yes, please. Uh, I have scribing lore. 
I'd like to take a look at it. Yeah, go ahead. Roll it. Okay. Do, do, do. 16 for a 20. You start Ooh. looking through this and it's absolute gibberish. It makes no sense at all. Like there's not even a sentence structure. It looks like a toddler on speed started automatic writing while watching Barney. It's just nothing. It's it's like I am the walrus cuckoo could chew 10 million times. It means nothing. But it's in common. But it's in common. It's in common. But it means nothing. Joseph, the 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 script and typography is somewhat outdated, but don't let don't do not let that distract you. This is utterly ridiculous. There's no rhyme or reason to any of this. I I I can find no wisdom in this text. I'm sorry. Well, you continue to go through and you get to the back page. And it looks like there's annotated notes. And they say, I don't understand. This isn't what it says. I feel so alone. That's not what it says. This isn't what it says it says? That's not... I feel so yeah. alone. That's not what it says. I feel so alone. That's not what it says. Are they written in the same hand? Yes. So the, the, the text... Okay. Okay. It, it seems like it might be the transcriptionist. Can I roll to see if there is some kind of like... Is there any way to check to see if this has like some weird cipher um, or like code written into it somewhere and all the gibberish for it to make I'll sense? I'll let you do a general int check, um, but you're going to do it in a minus two. Okay, that's that's fair. Uh, okay, my intelligence bonus is only a plus two, so it's just my straight d20 roll then. Uh, natural 14, so I got a 14. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any rhyme or reason. Like there's lots of, um, there's no repeated sentences. But a lot of the nonsense sentences have the same meaning. Like the sun is high in the sky. The sun is above the clouds. Uh, it is bright in the day. It is noon. And then the sun is away. The moon is high. It is dark. And then you go to another bit of it and it's like the sky is blue. The sky is green. The sky is orange. The sky is red. And then you go to another page and um, it says the bugs tickle my tummy. It's absolute nonsense. So where it says failed transcript, right? Yeah. What if all of the original copies of this book had some sort of a glamour on them that would like prevent them from being transcribed and also consequentially cause some kind of like sanity damage, which isn't a thing in this game, but maybe, right? Like, I can absolutely see somebody who didn't want their book to be transcribed if they were a powerful enough sorcerer or wizard or whatever, just being like, oh, yeah. And anybody who tries to transcribe this book, uh, their mind breaks. I don't know if it's necessarily that. Morabin, do you know who wrote this book? What the author's name was? Unfortunately, that's been lost to time. It's it's quite an old book we're talking Mm. How old? Yeah, tell me. We're talking easily from when Aridan still walked the earth. It's it's an old, old tome. Several what? hundred years old. Perhaps even thousands. Hunt thousands? How long? Aridan died a while ago, didn't uh, he? 900 years-ish, I believe. Right? No, I'm sorry. No, yeah, yeah, because the Aridan's age, the Aridan Reckoning, is just like when he raised the Starstone, right? So we're 5,700 years past that, or 4,700 years past that. He died, uh, nobody knows why, but it was shortly before the Shining Crusade, I believe. I could be way off base. Somebody's going to yell at me, and I don't care. The book's several hundred years old. 
perhaps even maybe a thousand years old. If not more. It's very, very old. Do we know anything about the transcriptionist? There's no annotations there. Aridan died 4606 AR. Yes, so Aridan's only been gone 150 or so years, right? Sorry. Um, Is is there anything I can glean from the, the author or the transcriptionist just like by the way it's written or by the the like the the script type that kind of stuff since since you have scripting lore i will tell you that like the script is indicative of somebody that was trained at a scrivener a specific scrivener um in absalom and uh more of it's like i don't i think my knowledge may be incomplete on this but i have a friend and he starts writing down on a sheet of paper and he gives it to you. Corvus Califax. He's a friend of mine in Absalom. He may have more information about this. I can't guarantee anything. Why do I know that name? Yeah, me too. Master Mulliman. If you don't mind my asking, um, what... Can you think of any reasons why there would be a failed transcript? Yes, and even these notes in the back say that it's incorrect, whoever wrote these. Hard to say. Could be, uh, could be the book is charmed in some way. Could be that simply the inscriber had some sort of mental break. Perhaps the, perhaps the content of the book is far too foul for a mind to comprehend. It simply shuts off. Could such a text even exist? Is that fathomable? I will say that it's not outside the realm of possibility, but this is definitely not my area of expertise. I simply collect old books and, and sell them and read them. I I don't care too much for magic, ghastly thing. This is... I know this may not... It's inherently important to me because somebody important to me died. Maybe not important, but somebody I know died specifically for this book and I cannot ask them why but it made them do things that were outside of their nature it made them do things that are not like them and I get a very bad feeling from this book this text and the fact that nobody seems to know anything about it now you have this friend in Absalom Corvus Califax you said? Yes Corvus can you write him for us or do you expect us to go because I don't know if you saw the other day but the gauntlet is shooting ghost lasers upon the town now and in case that is a somewhat regular appearance I don't know if we should be leaving this section of the Isle of Cortost and heading north just to talk about the book thoughts from the rest of my group you're absolutely correct yes sir in principle, you are likely correct. It is quite dangerous for us to leave, but I fear that some great danger lies in connection to this text. And I, I, I don't trust any information gathering that Morlebint does on our behalf. I, I, I feel we would have to do that ourselves. What if this has something to do with Nimbaloth? Exactly. Nimbaloth gathered those cultists into the Fogfin, and this book evidently called out to Heilbrook. In the exact same way, more or less. It feels like they're connected in some way. What if we call Corvus here so we could talk to him in person? Uh, Yosef will turn and look to Morlebin. He's like, would he come out here to see us? If we just needed to ask him about the silly book? I haven't 
I haven't spoken to Corvus in probably 20 years, but he does love a good mystery. Maybe worth it's it. It's important enough to die in the gauntlet. It may be worth it to give him a call. <laughs> Send him a... Yeah, what's a call? Yeah, yeah no. Um, that's not in this Ascending. universe. Isn't that what they use? Don't they use uh, crows? They, well, I mean, you can do the... If you have one of those totems that can send a message, right? Oh, no. I thought that was like a common thing between towns. Uh, I don't know that that is in this universe. Send a raven. Fright. Game of Thrones. Or a raven or passenger pi- uh, pigeon something. That's not Galantine deliveries will be able to send you a message. You can get there in day and a half. They're the swiftest way to get anything from here to, to Absalom and back. But it would probably cost mm, you. I think if we... If we pay a, a triple, can we get it there tomorrow by 4 p.m.? No. So even if the, he would give us an answer <laughs> as quickly as he possibly could, we would we have to wait three days? At the very least before we even heard from him. Is that assuming that we he fill our time in the next three days? immediately answers you and sends you back something? He may not think anything of it. He may not even open the letter for weeks. It's impossible to know. He may not even be alive. This is also true. It's been 20 years since you've seen him. It's worth how a long shot, would though. it take us? How long would it take for us to travel there ourselves? Mm, typically, the trip uh, takes about two days. I don't know. I, I, I'm very interested in this book, but I don't want to get caught up on some red herring, potentially. What's going on underneath the gauntlet feels bigger than this book, but connected somehow. It feels like... I don't want to I don't want to leave town because some greedy lunatic that I knew decided to risk his life and three others on some book that nobody knows anything about. There's so much more going on here and it's not worth us leaving to go track down whoever this is for potentially useless information. Now, it may, we will write him a letter. It may be, okay. I, I do recommend it. Yes, write him the letter, but it may be worthwhile to uh, seek the counsel of Vandy. The Dawnflower Library is literally the largest library outside of Absalom on this island. She may have some knowledge of this tome. I, I, I don't know, though. It's worth a shot. You get okay. information faster than from Corvus, even if he responds immediately. It's a good point. I, I just thought to ask you because you seem to specialize in the older stranger esoteric works. No, I, I appreciate but. it. Yes, and once again, my offer is still standing. If you do find any strange books or old books, I, I will buy them from you. Perhaps not this tome. It, I don't believe we found anything. It's worrisome to me as well. Yes, yes. Well, regardless, I appreciate all of your help, Morlebin. Thank you. And if does anybody else want anything to say to Morlebin, then let's just hand wave me writing this letter to... Uh, Corvus, and I guess we'll go to the Dawnflower Library. Perfect. Oh, I'll get that book. I owe you back. <laughs> All right. So you guys head to the Dawnflower Library. It's you know on the other side of town again. So you know, ten fifteen minute walk. You get over there. Vandy is um, in the stacks again. Seems to be where she is, unless she has some specific duty that she has to perform. Um, she enjoys reading. She enjoys research. So she is in the stacks. Oh, gentlemen, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to see you. Toven, read any good books lately, friend? <laughs> well, I was thumbing through this one a little while ago about uh, treatment for hemorrhoids, but it, I'll be honest, it didn't really pique my interest. Preparation. 
<laughs> Hello, Verdi. Yes, yes. I, I mean, not for everyone. It is a bit of a light bathroom reader, though. Oh, uh, waiting for uh, that one. Oh, my God. Anyway. <sighs> Verdi, I need to... Why are you here? I, well, we, um, my compatriots and I have shown up because we found a spooky, we found friends of ours, uh, some of them dead. You might have seen uh, William carry uh, Heilbrook's body actually up here earlier, maybe only 30, 45 minutes ago. Uh, regardless, him and Kyle have passed and two more people have been found underneath the gauntlet. They're being held captive by Morlocks, and it seems that Heilbrook lured three of these men underneath in search of a ancient text that he only called Whispering Reeds. And there seems to be no copies surviving anywhere around here with which to read from, except an incomplete transcription that somebody had written on and said, and I quote, this doesn't say what it says it says, or something along those lines. I don't know how to write. Hmm. That's a lie, I do. I'm just lazy. You said Whispering Reeds was the name of the net. Don't. Yes. Almost nothing seems to be known about it. I actually think I may have something for you. And um, she leads you back to that same Shit. case that uh, she did previously where you saw the the like sketch of Belcora that she showed you. And she opens up a big book and starts, you know, there's, it's almost like a, a scrapbook. It's just pages with like sketches and rubbings and things in there that she can leaf through and very carefully pull out and take a look at, pull out and show. <sighs> Zamvardian, he was never the same after the... Uh, what did you say? Zam, Zamvardian. As a member of the Rose Guard, you should know this. As a Zamvardian. Of the Rose Guard. Okay. He was never the same. He was the wizard of the party. He was never the same after the fight with Belcora. For years, he was plagued with nightmares. He was very frail. He, in fact, he only lived another three or four years after... After, after the, the, the events surrounding Belcor's slaying. But he often complained of nightmares. And there was a book he would see over and over again. And he would say the whispers he wrote, wrote this, this diary entry, actually, after one of these episodes. And she pulls this, this page out and she begins to read. I hear it again, this a soft whistle like wind whispering through reeds. Every page that turns, more wind whipping through the fen. A ghostly howl. He clued the sketch. It's all I know, but maybe, maybe you'll be able to make sense of it. And she shows you this image. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, that, that's a moss-covered skull. That's a moss-covered skull. It's just a rough sketch of a book with a skull, its mouth full of moss, dripping wet, covered in moss. That is that is it. This is all I have, but hopefully it's helpful to you. This is a 
a drawing of what this book is supposed to look like? This is a drawing of his dream. I don't know. He was whispering reeds, and I do remember this couplet about like wind whispering through reeds. Do you know what that skull signifies? It's not something that I recognize. You know what else that sounds like? Whispers. It's the unholy symbol of Nimbaloth. Sounds like those mouth breeds as we dispatched. I think my uh, knowledge has a bit of a gap with that information. I tend to stay away from knowledge about the outer gods. That's all I know about Nimbaloth. Yes, well, she is the antithesis of my deity, Thorasma, and seems to be a very common theme with Belcora. It seems to be her patron deity. She has iconography, or had, I should say, all around the gauntlet in reverence of this dark, disgusting god. (sighs) This is disconcerting, but this doesn't help me understand anymore why Heidelbrook would go after it. How would he even know about this? How do you come to learn about a book that has no proper transcriptions and no living copies anywhere, and the only reference is tangential writings in the man who's been dead for 490 plus years? The same way those cultists knew exactly where exactly, to go. Exactly, yes. Yes. <sighs> you follow the glow in the swamp. Follow the glow wherever it glows. To forbidden books wherever they grow. Sorry. Yosef is just going to like look at this and he's just looking down thinking and racking his brain but it's not making sense to this 14 intelligence rat he's going to look up at the rest of his party and be like I don't understand well, it doesn't a, make any sense it's a drawing of a book you see <laughs> I understand what it is but I don't understand why this connects you could take it further Joe but <laughs> Well, the book is full of pages. The pages. I fucking know what the book is. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm out of line. Assuming this is some sort of uh, quote holy end quote tome of uh, the followers of Nimbaloth and Nimbaloth himself or herself or itself or not itself. I suppose is the absence of thing. Never mind. So it might be buried somewhere within the gauntlet, and that's why after 500 years, it's bringing people closer and closer, like uh, Nigerian print scams. You know how they scan for people and make sure that they have to be a certain amount of dumb to get past this level, right? Mwangi Expanse prints. Yeah, sorry. I'm just confused still. I don't know what else. I just don't know what else to do with all of this information. Nor lack of information still. I think we know exactly what to do with this information. We dig and we go down. I mean, like, we, we were going to go back to the gauntlet no matter what. I just, I don't know. It would help me feel better about the death of these people if I could understand exactly why they had to die for this. But I don't. And it just seems pointless and frustrating. Of course, my friend. It, one thing that always makes me feel better when one of my friends dies is to enact the exact same fate on someone that I dislike. Yosef actually heartily chuckles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, Vandy. I, I don't know what else to do with the information I have, but you are, as always, 
immensely helpful. You're an absolute treasure, darling. Anytime, anytime. I'm, I'm always here for you for any reason, if you need the soccer of Seren Ray or just somebody to talk to. Need a book recommendation? I'm here for you. Consider me the book bub of Otari. Perhaps good reads. <laughs> good whispering reads. Do you have any peer-reviewed treatises on uh, how to debride uh, uh, gaseous gangrene? No. You're gross. <laughs> okay. I guess, I guess I'll just have to write it. Thanks for your help, <laughs> I, I guess. All right. So, what's the plan, gentlemen? We're heading back to the gauntlet, right? Yeah. yeah. Back to the gauntlet. I mean, I, I say we finish this floor at least. Yeah, we still yeah. at least two, two yeah. doors we have to yeah, a couple go doors. through. We still have a couple hours of sunlight left, so let's go. Yeah, let's burn it where the werewolves live. All right, as you are heading out of town, you're going over the bridge on the north side of town, and uh, you hear, friends, friends, I've, I've made a decision, and you recognize the voice of Carmen Rajani. And he's running up behind you. Oh! oh. Yes, yes, yes. You may take the window. Take it now and uh, do what you need to do with it. Uh, just, just let me know when you're finished. And he like takes the. He's like got the sword under under his cloak, and he just takes it out with a scab. He's like, "Here, take it. Take it. Do what you need to do with it." And um, I'll be, I'll be in my shop, and uh, whenever you're ready. Nobody touch that. <laughs> <laughs> but are, are we not to use it on the? What do you mean? We're definitely going to use it. Yes. My friend, Mr. Smith, uh, potentially Lord Najani, what, what brought about this sudden and uh, 180 degree change of heart? No, no, I just, I just knew. I just knew that you were, I saw you in town and I remembered that I had made this decision uh, this morning to uh, allow you to take the sword after you had left. Uh, I regretted not bringing it to you, and I, I, I saw that you were in town. Figured I must catch up with you, uh, but I was not at my shop. I had to run back. It's, it was all a blur, really, very, 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 very quick. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm very winded. It was quite a run for me. But are you all right? Can I make a perception check to see if there's something going on with this guy? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, I rolled a 23 on a perception check. A sense motive the fuck out of this dude. Um. I'm a furred. He sees hurried, um, tired, winded. I mean, nothing you could tell that would be any different from somebody that was just seriously running at full speed, carrying a relatively heavy sword the whole way. So, I mean, it's kind of hard for you to gauge if he's being honest or not, because he is winded and panting and having a rough go of it anyway. Well, Mr. Najani, I know this is your, your family heirloom. Are you certain you you trust us with it? If there's anyone I can trust in town, it would be you. You've shown yourself Aren't you worthy. Are you running for office? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Definitely, yes, yes. However, however, you have proven yourself to be loyal and true to the citizens of Otari. Cannot think of anyone better uh, to do this thing. Also, I am uh, afraid to go into the ruins myself. Can I be very honest with you, Carmen? Please, by all means. I am very glad that you do not want to go into the ruins. Please, do not ever go into the ruins. Stay out of the ruins. We will take your sword, the window, 
We will do what little tasks we wanted to do. Nothing more and nothing less. And if nothing comes of it, we'll bring it back to you. And if something does come of it, we'll let you know. But just don't go inside the gauntlet, please. Just stay out. It's definitely, I have no intention of going. There's nothing there for me. In the interest of protecting this priceless, uh, timeless family and historical heirloom, uh, may we have the scabbard as well? Uh, he handed you, it was wrapped, <laughs> the scabbard and everything was wrapped in, the, in a blanket. Oh, like, he yeah. like pulled it out. Send your raw blade. Yeah. He stabs it right in the cash. I can't take this. There's <laughs> a lovely leather, uh, cabold leather holster for you. Scabbard. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Carmen. We will, um, I mean, barring any unforeseen circumstances, you should have this back by the end of the day. Famous last words. It's too bad we couldn't go to Abadar. You mean Absalom? Or Absalom, sorry. Solus, since you you like swords, would you like to I, carry I this? I do. I am partial to them. I, very well. Would you also like me to bear it in battle? That is up to Carbon. It is not my blade. I, I would prefer you to not actually use it in combat if you could avoid it. I, I will do my best not to. You have my word. We're totally using the sword in combat. Dip it in the blood. I, I can't wait to dip this in some fucking blood. <laughs> Is that it, that gentlemen? thing right. has blood inside of it. <laughs> His blood the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, he, he leaves like, yeah, I, I have work to get back to. Thank you so much. Um, good luck. Uh, and I, I look forward to hearing a report on what happens. I must must be getting back, and he he books it back to town. He's like, oh, should I let the forge on? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, Solus is going to uh, pull the sword out of the scabbard or the uh, the sheath. So, um, would you all like to head straight to the blood pool then? First, hit that stump yes. with it. Yeah, hit, hit the stump. <laughs> First, hit the stump with it. Okay. <laughs> yes, test it on this boulder. That thing hit. Yes. <laughs> I would like to go test it on the blood. Let's go right now. Okay. Excellent. So you guys want to fast forward bat signal all the way back to the gauntlet and into the cupola? Yes. Yep. Yep. We have yep. actually not been into the cupola at all since the one time nope. we fought. No, the you guys blood went guys, back upstairs. So. Yeah, yeah. Like fuck that shit. Yeah. That, that one time Micah left her solo stuff to start up there. Yep. All right. So you make it back and there's still bright day. So. Every now and then I'm checking down on the floor and seeing if I see a book with a skull on it. Right? <laughs> just in the floor. Yeah, just in the, in the just, moss. Just around. <laughs> just looking for little little embossed skulls. So presumably <laughs> you make your way there. Um, it's daytime. And uh, Solus, I'm assuming you're leading the pack here with the sword. Yep. And you make your way in there and you see the blood pool. And it once again, it looks like a fresh pool of blood. You go up to the edge. God, that's fucking creepy. And it's thrumming with that same thrumming that you heard downstairs. Whoom. Whoom. And there's ripples on the surface of the pool as it does in time with the thrumming. Whoom. Imagine like the cup of water as the T-Rex is coming up to the truck in Jurassic Park. <laughs> same deal. Whoom. 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 And you look down in this 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 pool of blood seems infinitely deep like it reaches way down into the center of Galarian 
deeper, deeper, deeper. And you feel like you might see the faintest silhouette of something looking up at you. What do you do? Put it in, 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 put it in. Yeah, pull, pulling the sword out. I'm going to guess guidance on him. Whap. You got this. Absu's got your back. <laughs> Stab it in the butt. I'm going to prepare an exorcism. <laughs> no reason. With uh, more than a little bit of trepidation, uh, Sola says, With this, I dispel you. Go back to where you came. And I plunge the sword into the pool. You rear back and you go to plunge the sword down in the pool. Yeah, I was waiting for something. And with a solid thrust, it goes into the pool of water, splash, and the sword goes deeper than you would expect being on the surface of something. And you jam it in. And we'll see you next week. Oh, oh, come on. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it's gonna be, I knew it was going to be inconvenient. I know, I'm waiting for it. It's going to be inconvenient. I'm waiting for it to be gone. And it just pulls it in. Yep, exactly. I want him to get pulled in, but he ends up in a closet upstairs. That's right. Raw Friend Tin uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Characters and original storylines are the property of Roll for Intent. Music for this podcast provided by Dark Fantasy RPG Studio. Michael Gilvey. Kevin McLeod and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com.